Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guest is Matt Billings, the founder of Ayo Yogurt, a delicious yogurt that doesn't use dairy or soy or coconut. No, they're all about almonds, which they grow at their fourth-generation family farms in California's sunny San Joaquin Valley. The Billings family has been producing organic California almonds for more than 100 years, and we are going to talk all about the history of Matt's farm, how he got the idea for AO Yogurt, what it's been like since launching the brand, perhaps a few upcoming flavors as well. It'll all be delightful and a great time and super informative as well, and really just a good reminder to support your local brands and really learn the history behind the companies that you support because they are always very interesting and full of hard work. If you'd like to get in touch with Good People Cool Things, you can do so a couple different ways. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at GPCT Podcast for all of those. Always feel free to drop a DM on Instagram. You can do it on Twitter too. I'll see both. But Instagram DMs, for some reason, just a little more exciting, you know? Just, I don't, it's like the red arrow better than the blue little number on Twitter. You can also support the show via the shop, goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop. You look super stylish with a shirt or grab a mug so you can fill it up with AO yogurt. I, I can't imagine a better pairing, so why not go ahead and do it as we start this conversation with Matt. I'm sure you've been asked to give your elevator pitch before, so I'd love to hear your elevator pitch about who you are and what you do, but I'd also like to hear the elevator that we're on while you're giving this pitch. For me, it'd probably have to be a really tall building and a long elevator, because <laughs> I, I ramble a lot and I kind of jump all over the place, but that that would probably be the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> well, ramble away then. <laughs> I think what makes us unique from a almond milk yogurt standpoint and a, and a dairy alternative yogurt is that one, we grow the almonds that go into the yogurt. So we, we have our hands in the process from literally when the tree is planted through its 30 year life, when it's harvested, uh, it goes through our, uh, family facility. It's all family owned our family facility where we haul the almonds. We, we, process the almonds we uh turn it into a, a almond butter and almond milk and then into the the uh, actual yogurt itself and then we're doing all the marketing i mean we obviously have help and people that are helping us but, but all the marketing and it's truly a product that is from our hearts and something we really want to make a, a nutritious wholesome and a product that tastes good and I think that's what really started us and wanted us to do this more than anything is we wanted a product that tastes good. And a lot of the alternatives out there, there were almond milk yogurts. They didn't taste good. They weren't necessarily nutritious. There were very few almonds in them, a lot of water, fillers, flavors, sugars. And uh, and each cup of our yogurt is 20 almonds. So it's almost an ounce of almonds per cup. And uh, that's really kind of our pitch. And it tastes good. We, we wanted to develop a product that tastes good and doesn't just fill a niche, but actually tastes good and you want to eat it and come back for more. I mean, that's a, I think that's a good goal for any, 
uh, food product to have is to taste good, but it's also good when you can put, yeah, 20 almonds in, in a pack of yogurt is pretty impressive. And, uh, yeah. so you're getting a lot of good, uh, good nu- nutrients and everything like that. In addition to a good taste, was that the biggest reason behind doing almond yogurt or were there, there other underlying passions too? We really wanted something that could take our product because we're growing organic almonds. We wanted to take it from a commodity because that's how we typically sell it. I mean, it, it goes into a, a bin or a product and you never can tell it's our almonds from anyone else's. The, the almonds we grow, we love them. We want to share them with the world. We wanted to become, be, develop a product that people would love and, and, and really uh, embrace. So that's probably why we did the almonds more than anything else. And almonds, I mean, they're hugely nutritious, uh, uh, nutrient rich for their weight. So uh, as far as, as uh, a plant product that packs more protein or uh, vitamin E, riboflavin, I mean, the list kind of goes on, but it's, it's a, really nutritious product so that's that's the other reason we originally got into almonds i mean generations ago but yeah let's let's go back to the farm as a whole because you mentioned fourth generation now and do i have the date right 1913 is when the farm 1913 i think it was probably a couple years before that but we always have just rolled with 1913 because we jokingly call 13 our lucky number so uh, (laughs) um The yeah, so the the original company was founded, and I might have this wrong, but it was a Friday, the thirteenth, and I think it was in May, nineteen thirteen. So that was the original kind of predecessor company that my great grandfather started um, before me. But uh, yeah, so we've always kind of joked that thirteen's our lucky number. I like that. I like that. And so, obviously, that's more than a hundred years of being. I'm I'm a very good mathematician, uh, so yes, 107 <laughs> years since uh, since the official start date, even if maybe it's 100, 910 uh, from the unofficial. Yeah, sure. But obviously, things have changed both in technology, but also just the Earth itself, uh, with with everything that's going on from a global warming. That's a whole other d- discussion. But I'm sure, sure if you looked at how things were going on the farm back then versus now. What are some of the most exciting changes that have happened over the, the course of these four generations? The most exciting thing that's changed over the course of four generations. I mean, I know that's kind of tough. My <laughs> grandfather would tell me when he saw the first airplane and when he got electricity and the first car. So I, there's been a lot of changes <laughs> over the four generations. Uh, I think fam, I think as a, as a family company and the values, I mean, it's really family held values that our company still holds over four generations and for that to still be around that's probably honestly one of the more exciting things um especially i mean i'm probably going to get on a tangent now but through (laughs) covid i've seen so many of my friends in say the restaurant business that have been multi-generational families and and they're having to close or uh, just small businesses that have been hit so hard so i i think to be able to be fourth generation still have the same values that have really been pushed down from the founders of the company and to, to keep, keep the, the, I mean, hopefully develop a retail brand that can spread that to everybody, not just be this kind of hidden commodity brand. I think that's probably the most exciting thing. If, if, if we can really push this yogurt out and develop a following and, and get people to 
I don't think you really need to believe it. They're pretty just basic human values that uh, I, I think that would be really exciting if we can get this uh, and keep pushing it and get it, get it, you know, nas- national and, and worldwide. For sure. And can you talk a little bit about the harvest process, like when you're doing it, sure. what goes into it? Because I think that's super interesting, but probably not as well known as uh, what the final product turns out like. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So an almond, if it, most people are f- very familiar with peaches because you eat a peach. So a peach and an almond are first cousins. So if you, uh, an almond tree, most almond trees are actually grafted onto peach rootstocks. Uh, I'd say almost all almonds are, or a peach almond hybrid. So the harvest basically, I'm going to back up one second. I told you it needs to be a long elevator. So right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, a, a peach has that the fleshy part of the peach you eat. So on an almond, that's called the hull, H-U-L-L. And it's kind of a leathery, suede uh, consistency. And then in a peach, if you eat all the peach, you have a pit in the middle. And that's the shell of the almond. And then inside that pit, if you crack that open, there's a little nut. And that's the nut in the almond. So when it comes to harvesting almonds, it usually uh, it we ha- happens once a year. We have almond bloom in February, March time frame. It's beautiful the our whole all the fields turn like this beautiful whitish pink color uh and then the the bloom will kind of fall down and you have this petal fall and it covers the ground almost looks like fresh snow and that happens in february march and then usually early august we'll start harvesting so the the fruit or the nut grows pretty quickly and we'll come in and the first thing we do is we have a machine that comes and shakes the tree so it's looks like a big uh, almost like a lobster claw that grabs the tree shakes it all the nuts fall uh we let them dry in the sun for about a week and that dries that leathery outer hull so the equivalent of the fleshy part of the peach and then uh we'll come in and sweep the almonds into a row and then pick them up Um, and then from that stage uh we truck them to an almond huller sheller and that removes the hull the outer leathery part it removes the shell and then it just has the kernel, the nut itself. And we'll uh, sort those, uh, get out any uh, insect damage, uh, any foreign materials, sticks and, and things like that, um, chips and scratches and, and just basically sort it in and size it in different sizes. And then you get ready for, if it's going into the yogurt, then we'll, we'll blanch it. So you take the skin off you we roast it or toast it and uh then we grind it into a fine almond butter and then mix that almond butter basically with water and and uh that's what turns into the almond milk that we make into the uh to the uh, almond yogurt so that's kind of the process is that you follow all that i think so yeah i'm going back a little bit to the uh letting them dry in the sun is that for um does that just make it taste better or is that a necessity because if you tried to do stuff while it was wet it would just be disastrous it's it's really that leathery outer hull so when you shake the almonds the nut itself is dry and it's usually ready to be so the the nut and the hull that whole fruit is attached to a little it's called a peduncle so it's uh, like a little stem kind of uh and it starts to uh 
the vascular tissue from the tree to that fruit that's attached and causes the fruit to grow and gives it nutrition. As it starts to get close to harvest, it starts to separate and dry. And the nut will usually dry up a lot faster. And that leathery outer hull will still be kind of uh, um, moist or pliable. It's almost more like suede consistency. And we dry it in the sun till it becomes more of a, like the equivalent of a Hawaiian potato chip. So it snaps. And that allows the machinery when we take it to take the hull and the shell off to remove it. Otherwise, you can't really do it. It just kind of balls up and it's just, there's really no technology to get that off unless you dry it up a little bit. Got it. Got it. And then as far as the turning it into almond butter, eventually almond milk and then sure. almond yogurt, do you also have other products that I... Uh, are almond butter or almond milk, or is it either almonds by themselves or yogurt? It's pretty much almonds by itself or yogurt for us. Occasionally, we'll do maybe a sliced or a diced or something like that, but the vast majority of our product is, uh, it goes into a, a commodity product and you never know where it came from, really, or the history behind it. Maybe it's a, a, bin, and, a bin of almonds at a grocery store or a chocolate bar or ice cream something like that yeah i think that's a, a good distinction of keeping that history and really showing like everything that has gone into the business so far and and hopefully for more than 100 years to come and as far as the the yogurt itself what's the sampling sort of testing process like of picking the different flavors that you uh, have put out so far and are there any ones that you can talk about that might be coming up down the line sure yeah i think we wanted to keep it when we started out i mean you'll you'll go to the dairy aisle where a lot of yogurts are sold and you'll see uh, kind of crazy flavors and i mean some of them are okay uh what we were really pushing for is uh historical yogurt sales it's vanilla strawberry blueberry and peach that's I think it's somewhere on the order of 85% of all the yogurts sold in the world are those four flavors and plain, uh, which we don't have yet, but we're, that's probably the one we're rolling out next would be a plain, no sugar. But uh, I think what we really want to do when we were developing the flavors of it is one, we wanted a consistency and a, and a taste that was great, that we, we didn't want to skimp in any way there we're using our organic fruit and our organic almonds for it. And then we wanted to really not necessarily make it a substitute for yogurt, but make it its own product in the sense. So we wanted it to taste like almonds. So when you taste our yogurt, you'll get the fruit and it's a, it's a mild, it's not an over the top fruit in any way. And then you'll get this uh, toasted almond notes too. So you know where it's coming from. We're not trying to hide the almonds and make it taste like a Greek yogurt. We're really trying to make a almond milk yogurt that tastes like almonds with the fruit flavors. So uh, that's kind of was our, our goal in it. Uh, so probably the next one would be coming out that we're working on now is a plain and it'd be in a larger, larger format, like a 16 ounce or something like that, that people can use for smoothies and, and more ingredient based stuff. And then, we're tossing around some other other uh, flavor ideas, but nothing really is 
hit yet exactly they're kind of all just ideas at this point what's the strangest one that you've tried or at least discussed oh we were talking about uh one was like a chocolate horchata so horchata horchata in spain typically they use almonds and in mexico a lot of it's rice based so it'd be that'd be more like a dessert style yogurt so it'd probably be a little bit sweeter with the chocolate and, and that real horchata flavor to it i can see it i can see it <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know we go back and forth <laughs> yeah i think it's always like i think it's fun even just to experiment even if it never sees the light of day like just to see what kind of that's not even that like that crazy but it's certainly a little a little bit of a departure from what you have right now but yeah, I, true oh yeah true from, from yeah. the basic four yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you had talked about how you want it to taste like almonds was that something that sort of balance that you nailed right away or did that take a lot of kind of testing and revamping things a little bit to get it to how oh, it is oh now? no it took a while it took a while to get i mean i think we're i'm trying to remember i bet we've been at this for at least three years so it was probably a solid year and a half two years of experimenting and tasting and testing um and different formulations before we finally got what we wanted no that it it took a lot longer than i thought i mean in my it's, it's, it's anytime you're trying to make up a recipe in your head, you have kind of in your head, your mind's eye, for lack of a better term, or mind's palate, <coughs> excuse me, what, what you kind of want. And it's always the back and forth uh, to finally get there. I feel that way with any kind of design work I do as well, which I'm not a designer by any stretch of the imagination. But even if I'm just kind of doodling or something, I'm like, okay, I can draw this dog and sun and that should be fine and it's sure. just a lot of lines on a paper that don't oh, look yeah, like it's anything. always more challenging than you think yeah i'm the same way <laughs> well that's something that i always like to ask as well is what's the most surprising part of running your business would it be how long things take when you think they should be quicker or are there other elements that have surprised you uh i'd say just the it's a constant uh, push to, to get it out there. Um, I mean, uh, general, our, when we show it to consumers, consumers really have been positive feedback about it. They like the taste, they like the consistency, they like it's lower sugar. Um, and you're trying to get through distributors and through chain stores and the whole process is just very, very, very slow. And I, I, I am a patient person, but at the same time, I'm probably a little impatient. So <laughs> that's probably been that's probably been the hardest part. Is just you you get a store to accept you, and then it might take six months to a year before you're finally in the store. So you're like, okay, let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already signed the papers. So Come that's on. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> yeah, that's probably been the biggest struggle. And then uh, I mean, we have very little retail experience, so just it's it's anytime you jump into something, you don't have a lot of familiar familiarity with it's always a big learning curve but we're getting there nice yeah i think i i mean i also am not going to act like i have a lot of retail experience but it it seems like a world where the more you get into it the more you get to experience it the better off you'll be from there and have you found that you had mentioned you have some restaurant friends that have had to either close permanently or, or temporarily at least during the COVID pandemic, have you found distributors are similarly feeling these kinds of pains or were these things that you had agreed to before 
March and are now kind of like getting rolling now. Yeah, I, I, we we joked that the only time that would have been worse to roll out a new retail brand would have been 1929 during the beginning of the Great <laughs> Depression. So uh, what we found is a lot of the smaller grocery stores we've gone to, the natural health health food stores, uh, they had great sales in the beginning of the year, the January, February, March. And then really as COVID uh, kind of changed people's buying habits, I guess, uh, we noticed those stores had had a tendency to really take a back seat. And, and I don't think people would go to them as much. I mean, this is my assumption to a little bit of an extent. It seemed people were maybe going to uh, the bigger chain stores and buying you know, their staples that they wanted. And, and I'm sure people are financially uh, a little bit shorter money and they're trying to get staples and not necessarily trying, trying new brands and, and going with the things they need and, and, and are more comfortable with. So, yeah, no, I think we, we definitely have felt that a little bit. Um, we had really, really strong sales and they've stagnated a little bit. Now they're all, they're starting to climb again. So it's been, it's definitely been a, uh, uphill battle but we're still climbing the hill so that's a good sign yeah that's a very good sign have you found a, <laughs> a marketing strategy that has worked really well that you uh, either were expecting to or are kind of you know a little a little shocked that it's working so well i think we continually are pushing on on the the product quality and flavor and just that it tastes good and just the transparency of I mean, when you're buying a yogurt from us from the harvest all the way through to you putting it on the spoon and, and enjoying it, it's, it's coming from us. So the transparency, I guess, of the, of the uh, food chain or the transparency of the product, you're buying it from us, not a, a major conglomerate or someone who's making a yogurt and buying their almonds from who knows who, you know, maybe in a foreign country, but you're, the transparency of that, I think, and that it is a is a family brand, and we're standing behind it 100. percent I think I think that are are kind of the two big marketing pushes that we have, and we've seemed to get the most traction with. Which is, it's all the truth. I think it's just being transparent. Anytime in any brand, as long as you're transparent, I, I think that's honesty is always the best policy. I would agree 100, percent and think we've seen a lot of instances of a brand uh either as a whole or in many cases a founder or someone really high up on the food chain making comments that are less than transparent or uh you know offensive in some other way and really paying the price sure. for it so i think that's a, a really good point that being transparent and communicating regularly and frequently with your customers about what you're doing and what's going into what they're buying is a really important part that hopefully most businesses are doing, but I, I would think based on what I've seen that not a lot are. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Good deal. So we talked a little bit about some of the potential upcoming yogurts. Are there plans for other almond products too, or is yogurt the main focus right now? I think for the foreseeable future, it's yogurt until until we really get a good cross section. I mean, we're throughout the nation, but kind of spotty throughout the nation. And you can always go our webpage, uh, aoyogurt.com. We have a store locator, so you can kind of find it. But I, th I, I think until we really get 
throughout the nation and uh, distribution and a little bit more dense in that distribution. We'll probably stick with just the yogurt, but we've definitely had talks of uh, yeah, almond style cheeses, uh, dips. I mean, all, all other, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you could go to, but currently we're really, the focus is yogurt. We want to really focus on what we know and what we're, we feel we're good at right now and not get too many, uh, ducks in the water and, and lose our focus. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy. I know I always have 20 ideas at once and I'm like, no, let me <laughs> let me look at this one and, and see see that one through. Yeah, the same reason I said I need a long elevator the same way. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well you're almost off the hook here. Um, but I always like to wrap up with a top three and I, I was torn a little bit on on a top three here because I think there's a couple of good ways we can go. So how about this? We'll go outside of almonds and outside of yogurt. What are three other snacks that you like? That's a good question. I'm trying to think of what I snack on. Um, Ask the hard-hitting questions over here for sure. I mean, on, on, honestly, I probably eat a lot of cheese. That's probably, and I get that from my mother's father he was always snacking on cheese when after after work or you get home he'd always have a piece of cheese so probably cheese is a big one um i do like uh roasted nuts a lot so i guess i'm working almonds or nuts back into it but not necessarily just almonds i like pecan roasted pecans roasted almonds pistachios those are a big one for me and um snack i don't really i'm not a big snacker so that's kind of a tough, <laughs> tough question i'm trying to think of what else i snack on um yeah, anytime we go to, you go to a, a dinner party or an event and there's hors d'oeuvres no matter what the hors d'oeuvre is i'm kind of bad there so i'll i'll eat any hors d'oeuvre that's in front of me and usually ruin my dinner so i guess the last one would be <laughs> any any hors d'oeuvre bar that or plate that comes by i'm usually the first one in line for it so I guess that's kind of the last one. It truly is magical how even if you don't like it, you're just like, well, it's here. Oh, no, it's, yeah, no, it's horrible. Yeah, and my, yeah, my family makes fun of me because they say I'll eat anything. But yeah. <laughs> well, I completely empathize with you there. And then a follow-up <laughs> question based on your, your nut answer of liking the roasted nuts. Have you seen the movie Best in Show? Oh, yeah. So the the scene where uh, Harlan Pepper is going through all of his nuts is that does that like speak extra extra real to you there? I'm trying to remember that scene. So uh, I mean, I just and I just watched Best in Show. I rewatched it with my kids, oh maybe two months ago. So uh, <laughs> what part of the movie was that in? It's while he's driving up to the show, so it's still in the early going, and he's just saying how he oh, would just he, name yeah, nuts yeah, and yeah, drive yeah, his yeah, mom yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no yeah that yeah, i could i could see that definitely <laughs> yeah i tried i i just randomly like think about that scene probably at least a couple times a month and i shared it with some people the other day <laughs> and uh they were less than amused so i guess i'm i'm alone in my enjoyment of it oh i thought no, i thought it was a funny i, I yeah no it's a good scene and i remember it vividly <laughs> <laughs> just a great movie too in general uh, no, it is. Everyone it's go see movie. it. If, you're, if you haven't seen it yet, go see Best in Show. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. And I feel like I've learned a lot more about almonds and 
all that goes into making almond yogurt. And if people want to learn more about your story or check out AO Yogurt, you mentioned the website, but say it again, where can people find you in stores, all that good stuff? Sure. Yeah. It's aoyogurt.com. And we're throughout the West Coast, uh, on the East Coast in Texas, and then kind of little spots in between. And, and every week we keep getting more stores to accept us. So hopefully if we're not near you, we'll be at a store near you soon. Fantastic. Well, Matt, thank you again. This was a blast. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And of course, let's end with a joke, as we always do. And it's even nut-themed. So I hope uh, you haven't heard it. (laughs) Shoot. What did the almond say to the peanut that tried to fight it? You got me. Go. Cashew outside. Get after it today, people. (laughs) I'll tell that to my kids tonight. They'll love it. (laughs) 